right, beloveds. Before we get into this Bible study, let's pray before we slay. Heavenly Father, thank you for another Bible study. I ask that this word will permeate the hearts of your listeners and instill in them your statutes, inspiration, and edification that would allow them to become doers of your word. We don't just want to be hearers. So teach us how to utilize our Bible study lessons so we could be a people of integrity, always representing the gospel from a place of genuine knowledge and a sound mind. Father, we come before you blemished. So we ask for the forgiveness of sins. Come into our hearts and renew a rightful spirit within us. Help us to be just as merciful, forgiving those who've trespassed against us. We cast all of our cares and anxieties onto you now, and we ask for your peace that surpasses all understanding. All these things I say in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. All right, so tonight I'm going to be in the book of Lamentations. This is not going to be long. I am exhausted. Okay, so <laughs> speak through me, Lord. Okay, um, I want to start in chapter three, and I am going, you know what? Let's just start at verse one. Okay, so. You know me and the king, we've got a thing going on, right? So yeah, I'm in the King James Version. Follow along regardless of um, the version that you are reading. Okay, NIV, NLT, it's all good as long as it's G-O-D. Okay, so here goes it. (laughs) I am the man that hath seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. He hath led me. And brought me into darkness, but not into light. Surely against me is he turned. He turneth his hand against me all the day. My flesh and my skin hath he made old. He hath broken my bones. He hath builded against me and compassed me with gall and travail. He hath set me in dark places as they that be dead of old. He hath hedged me about that I cannot get out. He hath made my chain heavy. Also when I cry and shout, he shutteth out my prayer. He hath enclosed my ways with hewn stone. He hath made my paths crooked. He was unto me as a bear lying in wait and as a lion in secret places. He hath turned aside my ways and pulled me in pieces. He hath made me desolate. He hath bent his bow and set me as a mark for the arrow. He hath caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. I was a derision to all my people and their song all the day. He hath filled me with bitterness. He hath made me drunken with wormwood. He hath also broken my teeth with gravel stones. He hath covered me with ashes. And thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forget prosperity. And I said, 
My strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall. My soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. He sitteth alone and keepeth silence because he hath borne it upon him. He putteth his mouth in the dust, if so be there may be hope. All right, so I'm going to stop there. That was uh, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 1 through 29. And I want to stop there because this really, really resonates with me. Like for several years, I mean, it felt like an eternity, guys. I was homeless and I basically went from one tent site to another, to another. You know, I would wake up sometimes and not even know what city I was in and it would take me a moment to really grasp my reality and the reason why is because I am such a fervent spirit like when I tell you that I'm tenacious I go after mine so when it says here that he had set me in dark places you know, and that the Lord had hedged him about, like he was waiting for him, like a lion in wait, you know, waiting for prey. Here's the thing, when the Lord (laughs) wants to speak into your life, when he wants to get your attention, I'm telling you, it's not going to be, you know, gift wrap with a bow on it, okay? It's (laughs) It's typically in the fire of affliction in that furnace of adversity he pulls you away from everyone everything that's familiar everything that you know kept you comfortable everything that uh fed your ego like and he humbles you because you are in a struggle and no matter what you do no matter how tenacious you are no matter how zealous your spirit You can try (laughs) to manifest a blessing. You can try to get on your own two feet. You can do everything in your power to, you know, to become independent, to be self-sufficient, and he will not allow it, okay? Like, that's why this really, this really strikes home for me, man, because for years, you know, just being impoverished, you know, I don't grow up from that type of foundation, you know, no, my parents aren't wealthy or anything like that, but 
you know, they're, uh, they're doing well, you know, like they're not struggling. They've got their own house, you know, and their own condo and all that good stuff. So for me to have to endure that, OMG, when I tell you it humbled me because there was such a dissonance between who I was and the reality that I was experiencing, but it was because God, (laughs) because God had pulled me to the side. He set me apart. And in that calamity, in that wilderness experience, man, that's when I really got to know who he was. No, I would not wish my journey on anyone. I mean, you want to talk about long-suffering, man. I was sick of my life. I was probably depressed, but (laughs) when you're in survival mode, you know, you don't really have time to, uh, to be depressed. You don't have time. You, the only thing that you have time to do is to survive, is to make a way for you, you know, and when I read this, that's why it's like, yeah, he bent his bow and set me as a mark for the arrow. You can't escape God. You know, like, even if I wanted to tell people about my circumstances, you know, and there was a few times that I did, you know, find a confidant that I could confide in. They just couldn't understand. They said, how is someone so well able you know, you're, you're quite astute, you know, and see if, if you were to have seen me in my wilderness experience, I still didn't look like what I was going through, you know, um, partially because of my ego. Cause I'm like, yo, if I'm going to be sleeping in my car, if I'm going to be, <laughs> if I'm going to be on a motel hopping, you know, tour, of Southern California, I'm going to present myself in the best light possible because I don't want to see my reflection and be stuck by what I was seeing. You know, I didn't want to feel inferior. I know who I am. That's why it was, there was such a, you know, a dissonance there. There was so much frustration there because it was like, yo, God, why? I am trying everything. You want to talk about, you know, filling out applications. I'm trying to get a job everywhere. I would have taken anything, but you know what? Somehow I managed, somehow I survived and God still kept me. He kept me in the disposition that I was basically only being given my essentials, you know, like all of my needs were met, believe it or not, you know, um, but it was, you know, it was such an internal, just affliction, man, because it's like nobody could understand what I was going through. And the the sad thing about it, the sad, sad thing about it, man, is when you are in such a state of God 
preventing you. You almost feel hopeless. Like you, and that's, man, (laughs) that is something I would not wish on anyone to feel as though there is no hope. That is just a sad place to be in, man, when you are hoping. And the thing about God is he will give you like, um, he will give you like little things in your struggle to remind you that he is there. You know, he's, he's not just going to bless you because you're suffering from anxiety. You know, he's like, yeah, everyone is okay. (laughs) Walk by faith, honey. But here's the thing about him. Like when you are really, really down, you will have those aha moments with God that, you know, it's just beyond contestation. I remember God just doing so many small things for me. And it was just like, he would get my attention because he knows how to do it, right? So in that wilderness experience, right when I was just, oh, feeling like I was going to hit rock bottom, then he would do something just so miraculous. And it was like, it was between me and him. And I'm just like, oh, (laughs) I see you, Lord. You are here with me. You haven't forsaken me, you know, Um, because I just, oh my goodness, I would want no one to experience that, guys. But here's the thing about this. If you are um, in a place where God has literally set you apart and he's hedged you about so you can't find your way out and you are just stuck in the darkness, like you don't know. Trust me, God knows exactly where you are, okay? And when you're in that place, That's when you really build up your relationship with God, man. You know, like even even me reading the word, it's like, yes, I I feel God's energy when I open the Bible, you know. But when I was in my wilderness experience, you know, I felt his presence so strongly. You know, day by day, leading me and guiding me. He would literally lead me and guide me. And I would feel so freaking lost. And then I would have that moment with him. And it's like, oh, wow, this is perfect. He is very strategic when he wants to get your attention, you know. And the wonderful thing about being in that dark place with him and other than getting to know him is it will humble you. So then when you are humbled, you have a sense of humility for people that you didn't necessarily have before, right? So like today, like um, I gave like uh, this homeless lady and her husband, I gave them some money, right? And I wouldn't have noticed them before. But because of my experience that humbled me, it has made me compassionate 
towards the thing that God is compassionate towards, you know, like he wants us to help our neighbors. He wants us to, um, to be a resource for those who are in need. Like, I don't just bless you for you, boo. I bless you for other people. And before I bless you, I have to take you through adversity. You know, I have to be that lion and wait for you because I want to get your attention and I'm going to teach you how to survive and I'm going to instill some some characters, uh, some characteristics and some traits and attributes into you while you are being groomed through this affliction, right? So like one of the things that he, I mean, really instilled in me is just this heart of empathy towards those in need. You know, like when I see people now, I, I can tell if they're homeless or not because I've been there and I've done that. You know, I know how it feels to, you know, wait for Walmart to open up so you can use the restroom. I know how it feels to have a a police officer, you know, um, pull up on you when you're just trying to sleep in your car because, hey, you're not allowed to sleep in your own car on on a city street. What? (laughs) Like, I know how that feels to have people um, completely kind of dismiss you from their life because they just don't know. They're like, yo, I don't know how to help this woman. (laughs) How can I help you? You're a grown woman, right? Help yourself, you know? I know how it feels to crave family and not have them, you know, like, God really, he just, he taught me how, how to love. He taught me how to survive. He taught me how to appreciate. He taught me how to, um, pay attention to my environment. He taught me how to read people's body language. He, he taught me how I could stay safe, you know, and, um, and I love him for that experience. I love him for it, you know, because I can honestly tell you, if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have the relationship with God that I have right now. Like, literally, I talk to God all day long. (laughs) Like, people probably think that I'm talking on the phone. No, honey. I honestly, I don't even talk on the phone. I don't like talking on the phone, if you can believe that. But I talk to God. I'm in my car talking to God. I'm like, Lord, don't make me have to run over Karen. You better get her. Now, (laughs) all right, guys, you know, I'm still a work in progress, but, um, yeah, man, like the reason why we suffer that, because if you, if you go into, what is it? Verse 27, it is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. The reason why I'm so adamant in, in going over this particular one is because a lot of you are young and you are going through that, that suffering, you know, he's laying a foundation for you, for you to have a relationship with him. And he's going to build you up through humbling you first, right? So he's got to tear you down and then build you back up. You're like a muscle. You're God's muscle. What? That's right. You got superpowers, boo-boo. You are God's power ranger okay just like a muscle 
you actually are breaking it down and then it gets built up, right? That's how you build a muscle and God builds us in the same way. Like, yo, I have to strip everything from you. I have to remove your current mindset and I have to put you through my apprenticeship program. And yes, it's going to be uncomfortable, but even in the dark, I'm with you, man. You know, and the reason why we endure this in our youth, you know, when we're young is because our latter years are going to be greater than the former, but he has to prepare us. You see, you got to carry, listen, guys, you have to carry your cross before you can wear your crown, you know, just like Jesus. Okay. He lives in us. He abides in us. He died for us. And what did he have to do? This is God's beloved son. What did he have to do? Yeah, he had to carry his cross, man. He had to suffer. And after that, he rose and had all power. But first, he had to carry his cross, man. It was God who slain him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It was the father. So we can't have things just running smoothly. No, we all have to go through that experience, especially if you are called and you're chosen. You know, I wouldn't want to be anyone else who's never suffered that because I see these people now and it's like, yo, (laughs) honey, you may have money, you may have charisma, you may have a nice car, you may have a plethora of things, but if you have a weak spirit, (laughs) (laughs) it will be revealed once you hit rock bottom you know because just like when you guys look at COVID what happened during COVID even to the rich and the wealthy you know people were losing their mind (laughs) the only thing the government asked us to do was stay in our houses But yo, they lost their freaking mind because they're not spiritually based. They they have these carnal appetites and they don't know what to do when, when there's actual chaos that goes on because they don't have a spiritual practice because they don't have a relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, honey, (laughs) you are a weak person. Man, you are a weak woman, you know? And then when a crisis does occur, because you've never gone through anything, you know, you're losing your mind. Karen was up here losing her mind and she's got, you know, a a freaking five bedroom house. (laughs) Like Karen, what is wrong with you, honey? Why are you in Target, you know, um, starting fights? Why are you up here? Because you guys remember that. These people were losing their mind. They were. (laughs) I remember one woman. I always call somebody Karen. So, you know, just dismiss that. Okay. Disregard that. I hope I don't offend anyone. But But she was up here throwing the mask down the aisles, man. Like she was taking them and throwing the mask everywhere and cussing out the store clerks and, and telling people that she doesn't have to wear a mask. What? You want to know why? She has never 
been through anything. (laughs) She has never been through a wilderness experience. She has never gone through something where she had to sit up there and lose all hope before God built her back up and restored her faith. That's why it's a blessing to endure these trials when you're young. Okay, so if if that's you, boo, I just need you to know that God's got you. I know it's hard, okay? I know that you might even look at yourself and just feel like, why is this happening to me? Honey, it's happening for you. It's not happening to you. Because what happens is, then your trials become your testimony. Your test becomes a testimony. And then you can speak life into other people that have gone through or are going through something similar. Like we don't go through these adversities just for ourselves. We do it to give glory to God, but we also do it to edify other people, your neighbors, your friends. Like now when people come up to me and they approach me, I know what it is. You know, it's They are attracted to the anointing that I have on me because I've gone through so much that the only thing that kept me sane was reading my Bible every day. The only thing that kept me sane was talking to Jesus. The only thing that sustained me was G-O-D. Okay, so just know... If you are going through something and you are desolate because God, you know, he's got you in a hedge. He's got you hedged about. You are surrounded on every side by the Lord Almighty. Just know, okay, even though you may not understand why he is doing this, I guarantee you that this land that you're in, it will not be permanent, that there is a promised land for you, that this too shall pass. And when it passes, you are going to be a thousand times the man or woman you once were. He will first break you down to build you up. Now, with that said, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with a friend. I think we are in 41 countries, but we might be in more. I have to check those analytics out, okay? But (laughs) I love you guys so very much. Stay empowered. Stay spiritually fed. Meditate. Talk to God, okay? He will never leave you or forsake you. With that said, may God bless you always in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth. I am your girl, Belle Fit, and we are the Black Sheep Believers. Talk to you soon. Ciao.